Hello, my name is uh, Dr. Mohan Ramchandani and I am Director of Interventional Endoscopy at AIG Hospital, Hyderabad. Today we have a unique opportunity to discuss a very important topic of standardization of endoscopy. And to discuss this topic, I have a very, very important people with me. On my left is uh, Dr. Nageshwar Reddy. who is uh, past WEO president, Schindler Award winner, has got in-depth knowledge about world and Indian endoscopy. On my right is uh, Professor Noria Uido, <laughs> who is well known in the field of image-enhanced endoscopy and uh, he is a world teacher. Also have Professor Shinjito from Japan. who is also from Osaka Cancer Center. So let's speak about this topic of standardization of endoscopy. I'll start with uh, Professor Reddy. Professor Reddy, we have 1.4 billion population and I was going through some of the records. We have a 20 to 30% five-year survival rate in upper GI endoscopy cancers. What do you think uh, where we are lagging behind and we have uh, teachers from Japan and they have developed so much, they brought down the mortality. Where do you think uh, we are lacking and how we can improve on this? Yeah, Thank you Mohan. I think this is a very important question. First of all, we know that the incidence of both esophageal cancer and gastric cancer is reasonably high in many parts of India. Of course, in some parts esophagus is high, in some parts gastric cancer is high. What is happening in our country till now is that we have been mostly encountering late stage disease. So when a patient comes to us uh, with symptoms of say anorexia, nausea, vomiting, already the disease is spread very wide and uh, therefore any treatment either surgical or oncological would result in a very small five-year survival rate. Unlike in Japan, where because of screening procedures and because it's developed very early, they're able to detect an early gastric cancers with five-year survival rates of over 95%. Unfortunately, uh, we have been very slow in this. And there are many reasons for this. One, one of the reasons I think is, of course, uh, first of all, the gastroenterology or GA endoscopy is a relatively new subject in our country. The number of gastroenterologists doing endoscopy is hardly 7,000, 8,000 compared to a population of 1.4 billion. So therefore, if you compare with 20 or 30,000 in Japan, we are much, much uh, less. Also, facility to do this uh, in all over the country also is very limited. This is uh, endoscopy is confined to large centers. Now it's going to two-tier or three-tier cities, but confined only to large centers. And of course, instrumentation, the quality of uh, endoscopes we have had where the economy models are, which can't really do very high-end endoscopy. So therefore, for all these reasons, we are not detecting these lesions early. We are detecting them late. The overall five-year survival rates were very low. And I think this is something that we should look at seriously to see what can be. Dr. Rido, we listened to Dr. Reddy that we are, whatever we do is mostly palliative. But in your country, you have seen that you are detecting cancer so early, uh, you are not only uh, diagnosed them early, but also 
providing them endoscopic organ preserving surgeries that are curative in nature. So, what are the unique features of Japanese healthcare system has brought this change? I think uh, the most difference is, uh, uh, Professor already mentioned that we have a large number of uh, uh, endoscopic. And the healthcare system is very established. So most of the Japanese population can easily access to it. Not only such kind of social background, but also knowledge or practice of endoscopist is very organized or very established, very trained. Probably uh, Japanese society has some like a training program and also we have a like seminar to teach Japanese endoscopy each other. So most of the Japanese, even cancer patients receive endoscopy, uh, endoscopy because of a cancer-related symptom. Sometimes they go to visit uh, Japanese uh, practitioner or clinician. Some now they are uh, dyspeptic symptom, which is very common, commonly uh, even available in same reason in Indian patients. But uh, at that time, when they receive endoscopy, Japanese endoscopy is very careful and then knowledgeable. So even though uh, endoscopy is done by such kind of non-specific symptom, they can pick up early cancer at that stage. So once Indian endoscopy have enough knowledge and then a very appropriate skill or technique to observe carefully esophagus or gastric mucosa, I think the same result or outcome There was a misconception in India that it is the Japanese screening program no. where a person is picked up early cancer and that's why maybe in India we do not have a screening program, we are not able to pick. But uh, uh, once we heard about uh, cancer program in India that most uh, in Japan that most of the cancer picked up are on normal outpatient department or normal endoscopy. So actually, when we look at the statistics, uh, actually, uh, screening, population-based screening-based detected gastric cancer uh, account only 5% of all gastric cancer all over Japan. So most of the gastric cancer patient is picked up by routine clinical practice or endoscopy practice. Yeah, I think uh, it's a very important point. Uh, uh, Mohan, because as Professor Yuda said, uh, for screening programs to pick up, they have to have certain expertise, knowledge, but more important is the prevalence of the disease should be of a certain uh, uh, number of cases in the society. Say you have one per thousand, something a very high prevalence, then only it's worth doing screening. In its India, it's impossible to do any screening for gastric cancer. Even for colorectal, we don't do. So therefore, I think it's not the screening, but if individual endoscopies is done carefully, but one very important thing is, since Professor Yuda has been visiting India for the last few years, we have found that the Indian endoscopist is educated now much better. Uh, many of us are able to recognize this early gastric cancer much better than what we had. We have, of course, uh, help also from getting this enhanced imaging uh, technology in endoscopies, and things like narrowband imaging, uh, and of course, the newer types of endoscopes that we are getting. This is definitely helping the Indian endoscopies. And now, we are actually seeing a lot of early gastric cancers or diagnosing early esophageal gastric cancers, which we didn't do, say, even 5-10 years back. In our own unit, 
I think every month we have at least uh, 10 uh, cancers detected this way with ESDs and all being done to cure the patient. I think to a large extent we should thank our Japanese colleagues, Professor and others who have been coming here frequently and the quality of, of course, instrumentation has also improved. In India, we have a large group of young endoscopists who are very enthusiastic to do this and I am hopeful that in the next five years if this program continues, of course, it will be difficult to reach Japanese standards. But at least a lot of improvement can. You have been traveling worldwide and you have seen Indian doctors. Yes. What are the gaps doctors should fill mm -hmm. to come up to your level? Not only as a doctor, as a uh, uh, endoscopist. Very difficult question. Uh, as I mentioned uh, before, I come into India. I thought Japanese endoscopy is the hardest worker in the world, but. Uh, coming to India and then observe Indian industry's attitude on the enthusiasm, I realized that the Indian industry is more, you know, more passionist and then dedicated to the practice. So I think the, uh, probably the reason why uh, previously you didn't have good outcome is a probably lack of So if you can get appropriate information. For example, like uh, when Indian doctor attending the Congress or invite uh, medical faculty outside, outside the country, they just deliver the lecture, 15 minutes yeah. or 20 minutes lecture. Only that time cannot really transfer the uh, proper information to the practitioner. So like this kind of you know, visiting a real classroom, something, exchange information, I think if we can continue such kind of, or if such proper information is uh, transferred to the Indian practitioner, you can produce a good outcome. And another thing we have to learn also from the Japanese colleagues, because I've been observing them for many years now, is how organized they are. It's not teams working together, not individuals. It's a very organized protocols, which is very systematic. A lot of SOPs are there. So I think this is something that we from India should learn from. Although individually we may be hardworking, there may be individual areas of excellence. But as a team, I think I we are not as good. So we have to learn from you how to behave like a proper teams, work together in an organized manner so that the outcomes will be. We have also have Dr. Satoki from Japan, endoscopist. How is the culture in Japan, uh, the mentorship by Happily, in Japan, there are many uh, conferences, uh, lectures. Of course, there are many uh, books, but actual uh, discussion of cases, the conference, very rational. Discussion about actual cases, rational. Experiencing many, many cases are able to early detection. Early gastric cancer and for course, as already said, uh, earlier that region affected the prognosis comes better, experiencing many early cases. Professor Rido, you, you have come specifically here to teach us about standardization of the endoscopy. So, uh, we saw today how meticulously you perform, but that does require some time. And Indian doctors complain that they have too many cases and they want to do procedure, though they want to do uh, 
very well manner but still the work pressure is such and they may not be following the protocol oh uh, so probably this is also one of the part of this project so we have to improve our quality standard standardized quality of standardized practice so i think everyone said that uh, there's no time to do procedure so we have to because we have to do many procedure but uh, if the quality of practice is not so not enough maybe even though they perform 100 or 10,000 cases even though we perform a lot of procedure we cannot achieve good quality so in in certain period or in certain time we have to improve or push up our level or your level of procedure so that uh, maybe i mean like uh, even though they perform a lot of procedure but that even though they miss even if they miss the you know cross uh, vision you have to do more endoscopy so once if you improve the quality maybe the number of procedure can be reduced somehow so in, now it's really like a kind of bad cycle once we establish the quality of it, we can make it more appropriate. In Indian doctor, we have seen that they are very much attracted to therapeutic procedure. How do you train your doctors? Are they allowed to do complex procedures before diagnostic or there are separate streams there? Somebody else diagnose and refer. How do you think we mm -hmm. as Indians should improve on this? Uh, usually, uh, therapy and uh, diagnosis always it's like a wheel, wheel of the car or something. So only diagnosis cannot really cure the patient. And also, only treatment cannot be provide proper practice or treatment to the patient. So we have to improve both. So even though we perform ESD or very attractive advanced procedure, it is really based on accurate diagnosis that the outcome can be very good. But I think we have to improve both. Yeah, so I think uh, this is a very important actually question and problem for us. Because we always say the number of cases are large, so therefore we cannot do very high quality in each case. But as Professor Yudha said very clearly, I think also if you look at the presentations today in our conference, you'll see that between standardized and non-standardized endoscopy, the time difference is only about three minutes. So it's actually not so much time difference. It says that few complicated cases like we had today may take more time, but generally I think it's two to three minutes. So I think the concept that's going to take a long time should go off. That is number one. Number two, I think we should start working as teams. Individual endoscopies cannot justify to do all the procedures now in endoscopy has become a subspecialized. So there are people who are good in pancreatic biliary, there are people good in upper GI, there are people good in lower GI and endoscopy. We should now sub-segment ourselves and do only certain procedures which we are good at so that it becomes much faster and complication rates are very low. I think the point, the way forward for Indian endoscopy now is teams, sub-specialization. The team which is going to sub-specialize into upper GI endoscopy is going to do this has to be very meticulous in standardization and all. Team which is going to subspecialize into pancreatic obliterate has to be very meticulous in the technique part of it. The team which does, for example, 
enteroscopies and all, maybe technology dead. So I think we have to now segmentize and concentrate. Only when we do this, economically it will be feasible. One of the main problems we know is that most of the development in endoscopy in India is happening in the private sector, not in the government. So in private sector, the economy is going to play a large part. If a practitioner starts practice outside in a city and he wants to do endoscopy, colonoscopy, ERCP and so on, he can do only up to certain standard and that should be accepted that he can't go beyond the standard. But the main front and the main uh, future of endoscopy in India is going to be teams which are getting organized now in different hospitals. Every hospital has at least four for endoscopy. He's concentrating on area. And the way it's happening more, I think I'm confident that in the next five to ten years, We'll be able to achieve this in a proper team. No, I think one of the ways, of course, is that the quality of endoscopy improves in three trials and same thing happens. If the number of indications increase, more people are coming for endoscopy, it will be economically viable to have this. Of course, the insurance is also penetrating everywhere. But I think it's also useful to think of a concept that we started more than 30 years back, where we would take uh, mobile endoscopy vans into villages and we've been doing this for last 20-30 years and of course we find it uh, uh, very useful not only for diagnosis but because patients can't afford to come to the city. It's not very easy. So this could be an integral part of all the institutions where part of the time, effort, money is spent in doing this uh, type of work where you reach out to the people rather than people coming to. And of course in this situation uh, you can then pick up very early cancers in the population much better than when they come. Do you think uh, artificial intelligence of this gap or? Theoretically, <clears throat> I think the uh, benefit or key concept of good, uh, goodness of AI, like a computer, uh, compared to human being, computer has a good memory. So they not really develop new things, but they can remember knowledge uh, quite well. So maybe a very less knowledgeable doctor, like a young doctor or trainee, in AI is very helpful. So it really bottom up the standards. Uh, <clears throat> after that, uh, maybe the expert or inventing a new thing, still human beings part is So how to integrate such kind of AI into our training or clinical practice? How to integrate it more important than just using AI. Yeah, this topic is very vast and we have limited time. So, but I'll ask uh, all three of you what are the two things which you want to bring from Japan to India? What was our topic that we want to bring the cancer related mortality that can only be done by early diagnosis? What are the key points, two mm. key points which will ask us? So, <clears throat> maybe, uh, as I mentioned before, like uh, sharing information, uh, it means uh, training as education as well. Uh, in the past, sometimes uh, famous endoscopists want to be famous, so, so they really keep their knowledge or technique by himself, by themselves. Uh, they, they don't share with the other colleagues because they want to be, they want to be famous. But actually, if they really teach the skill or technique, so everyone really recognizes he's a very good, famous 
uh, endoscopy. And also, uh, knowledge is really distributed. Everything improves, so patient also benefits. So I think such sharing information is very important. Key point. As you, uh, Nagis already mentioned that, like uh, many local rural areas in India, but uh, like according to my observation, every endoscopist in India is very enthusiastic. So if they can have a good information, they can, they can improve. Such kind of how to distribute knowledge or technique, sharing knowledge is very important. So, no, I think if you ask me how Indian endoscopy should go forward and improve and reach standards like the Japanese, the two words that I'd like to use, one is discipline, second is determination. We have determination to some extent, but we have to get in more discipline. Discipline is a very wide word, which means acquiring knowledge, acquiring infrastructure, coming together as groups and doing it together and doing it in a determined way. So, discipline and determination is the one that's going to take us forward. And we have to consistently do it over the next 10 years to reach certain levels, at least to some extent reach. Dear friends, thank you very much for joining us for the fantastic conversation with Professor Reddy, Widow uh, Satoki. Thank you very much for joining us.